the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Check out monorail.com, America's affordable investment app made for conservatives who want to keep their hard-earned money with companies that share their value. Download the Monorail app today. Join Monorail. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell time and jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing and jingle bell. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Thank you, Julie Hartman, for sitting in for me yesterday. She's remarkable, which is an understatement. Anyway, great to be with you, my friends. I was in New York City yesterday. You know, interestingly, it is not much colder in New York City than it is in L.A., which is a statement about how cold it's in the 40s and it's daytime here in L.A. I think it's terrific, but I just thought I would share that with you. I don't know why people in Southern California... Uh, are scared, uh, nightmarishly scared of the threat of climate change. I I live here. I don't feel, now it's a subjective term I fully acknowledge, but I don't feel any difference in the course of my 40 years of living here. We had hot summers when I moved here in the 70s, and we have hot summers now. Some summers are worse than others. That has always been true. I will have a report to you about the cooling that is taking place. And, of course, the great question is, will any mainstream medium report the cooling issue that I will bring to your attention? So it's always a a question in my mind, what do I begin with? And even my dear producer does not know well you know what this is a fun game which of the stories you sent do you think I'll begin with Hmm. (laughs) I have to think of the least uh... (laughs) you're going to think of what the least likely Is is that what least was going to be followed by well all right. The New York Times, uh, no, the Dutch farmers. Dutch farm. Oh, that's interesting, the Dutch farmers. Nope. Biden invites non-binary oh, yeah. drag artists to the White House for yeah. bill signing. If you vote Democrat, you're voting to end the country as we know it, and many people do vote that way people who loathe this country, which is the left, like the folks at Young Turks. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. There's no reason you would, but I do. I, I, they, they seem to be focusing on me a great deal, which is fine. Let people hear what I have to say. That's my view about when the left attacks me, it means that I bother them. That I said that women are disproportionately hurting this country well, if you don't believe that 
sexualizing children at the age of five is hurting the country, then women are actually disproportionately helping the country since they're the overwhelming majority of elementary school teachers. But if you think the schools are a wrecking ball in most cases, then clearly women are disproportionately hurting the country, just as men disproportionately hurt the country with violence. But the, the, the children, and all leftists are children, the children of the left, which is redundant, they can't handle criticism. Males, can anything can be said about males and about whites. All whites are racist is perfectly legit. But women are disproportionately hurting our children. That is not legit. Because women, in the view of the left, are much weaker than men. And they cannot handle a criticism. So they, they don't answer, oh no, not true. We are disproportionately helping the country by sexualizing children. And then the uh, Joe Biden, who is a despicable human being, uh, invites a non-binary drag artist to the White House for bill signing. Non-binary. This, uh, this person uh, in drag uh, is invited to the White House for a bill signing. This person is non-binary. This is a made-up term by the left. And if you went to college or you go to college, you'll probably believe it because you'll believe anything. About half of those who go to college believe anything they are told, including... There are there is a category of people who have no gender identity. They are non-binary. They are neither male nor female. That's that's this is a new development in medical and human history. And that is who Joe Biden had at the White House. And I'll bet you not a single Democrat voting person in your extended family knows that this happened. But it is worth asking them, do you think that it is a good thing? Yeah, and you know what? I know what they'll say. What's the big deal? That's what they'll say. What's the big deal? Who does it hurt? Who does it hurt? Yeah. It's a beautiful model. People spoke about, oh, Donald Trump is not a good model for our children. But this is having a drag queen at the White House. That's good model for our children. At the signing. At the signing, yes. New York City drag queen and activist Marty Cummings, M-A-R-T-I, Cummings, has been invited to the White House for a bill signing ceremony on Tuesday. That's today. Mm-hmm. President Joe Biden will be, where is this from, Daily Caller? President Joe Biden will be signing the Respect for Marriage Act a bill which requires all states to recognize same-sex marriages. Some Republicans have argued that the legislation provides insufficient protection for religious liberty. So, as I said to you last week, I, I, I predict, and I almost never predict, that soon there will be severe pressure on all clergy to perform same-sex marriages. Well, anyway, already a liberal clergy do. Non-Orthodox rabbis, mainstream Protestants like Episcopalians, Presbyterians, they will, uh, they will, United Church of Christ, they already do it. 
I'm not sure what the justification is. I spoke to a rabbinic convention. It's the last time I was invited many years ago. I don't know, 20 years ago? 15 years ago, and I think it was in Texas. And I believe it was the conservative Cantor's Convention. And I spoke against performing within religious framework a same-sex marriage. My wife and I, as I have noted on many occasions, are the godparents to a gay couple's children. And the, the couple is married. I try to live by compassion in the micro and standards in the macro. But I will not change my religion because it is the popular thing to do. And a man got up, I'll never forget this, and he said, I am as certain as I am of anything in life that God wants me to perform a Jewish same-sex marriage, a religious same-sex marriage. Was there a basis in the Torah for that position, in all of Judaism since the Torah? No, but it doesn't matter. We live in the age wherein your feeling is theology, is morality. To a non-binary drag artist invited, to be a non-binary drag artist invited to the White House is something I never imagined would happen. Makes two of us. I never imagined it would happen either. This is a victory on the left. This is considered people like people at the Young Turks and at Media Matters and at all these left-wing websites. They revel in the fact that a non-binary, non-male, non-female drag queen will appear at the White House. Because if it is a middle finger to Judeo-Christian values, to Western civilization as we have known it for centuries, for millennia, they support it. It is very hard for conservatives to understand leftists because you don't want to destroy everything, and they do. What was that? I'm sorry. We're coming to the end of the segment. So, such is the message in my earphones. Victor Davis Hanson writes about this when we return. The Dennis Prager Show. History repeats itself, and we're seeing that play out with inflation. When Jimmy Carter took office in the late 70s, gold sold for $140 an ounce. By 1980, the price of gold topped out at $870 an ounce. If today's market performs like it did when Carter was in office, the price of gold could skyrocket from $1,800 an ounce to $9,300 an ounce. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to purchase precious metals while the prices are still stable. If history repeats itself, we'll see a run on gold, silver, and platinum that will certainly drive up prices. 
Be smart and buy now, as I am. At AmFed, you're dealing with specialists who provide you with personalized attention, honest information, and sound advice. You'll never be pressured into buying outrageously priced so-called collectible coins or anything that you don't need. Take advantage of today's prices. AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. Frosty Snowman. Victor Davis Hanson is a remarkable human being, and he has a a very important piece up at American Greatness, which I am honored to say publishes my column each week. And I'll talk to you about, maybe I'll do the column as the uh, ultimate issues hour. It's totally, certainly an ultimate issue. Will secular conservatives have conservative grandchildren? Eh, That should make you think if you're a secular conservative. When, when I think of the people that the left adores and the people that the right adores, when I think of a Victor Davis Hanson uh, or I think of Jordan Peterson, just to name two, and I think of the people on the left like uh, the folks Dave Rubin used to work with on the Young Turks, the moral difference, the depth difference, the decency difference is is so large that I don't know why it isn't obvious. Just the intellectual shallowness of these people. When I read these people on the left, including New York Times uh, columnists, it's the intellectual shallowness that hits me as much as anything else, all you need to do is call right-wingers bad things. You don't have to engage us. Just laugh. Victor Davis Hanson, are we sure that there is all that much ruin left in the United States? I don't want to depress you. If you get depressed, you do no good for you, your loved ones, uh, your country. Just telling you. You, you may have to fight it because the, the left's ruining of the country is so dramatic and so shocking, but you can't get depressed. On the other hand, you can't ignore what is happening. We are $31 trillion in collective debt. What, what is the thinking on that issue? That it doesn't matter? Does it, any of the things that they do matter? No. Drag queen, non-binary at the White House? That doesn't matter. $31 trillion in collective debt. They actually like it because it means that we have spent so much money on getting people hooked on the government. It is a drug. As I have said, it is harder to get off free money and free things than it is to get off heroin. The new normal is $1.5 trillion budget deficits. The military is politicized and short of recruits. Just think of what the left is doing to the military. Like kicking out those who wouldn't take a vaccine, which is either useless or damaging for most young people. The very best of our military refused to live by this draconian order 
get vaccinated, or get out. So it's short of recruits. It's short of recruits in part because of, uh, uh, of the wokeization of the military. Men want to be among people who, who are willing to fight and lay down their lives. And a non-masculine military should be an oxymoron. That doesn't mean women cannot serve. But they are masculine values that enable people to fight to protect their homeland. We trade lethal terrorists for woke celebrity athletes. That's right. Our FBI is corrupt and discredited, collaborating with Silicon Valley contractors to suppress free speech and warp elections. Has the New York Times reported any of the stuff that has come out of Twitter? No. If the answer is no, I haven't seen anything, but I can't say I read every single article in the New York Times. But if the answer is indeed no, is that not a smoking gun as to how mendacious the New York Times is? It is nothing more than a mouthpiece for the left, just as Pravda was a mouthpiece for the Communist Party in in the Soviet Union. It is on the front page? No, no. This is your New York Times. Oh, my New York. All right. So today's New York Times front page. Good. Norway starts to see Russian spies everywhere. Migrants cross in large waves straining Texas. Wary outlook after a misfire over inflation. Chances fading for an inquiry on covert effort. Growing network of conservative groups is fueling book bans. Oh, we're the ones censoring. Since, since Stalin called Trotsky a fascist, this is what the left does. It calls their opponents what they are. Now it's, this, it's really, folks, readers of the New York Times, please understand. It is, the, it, it is the right that is censoring, not us. No, why would you think that? And finally, FTX founder held in Bahamas as U.S. files criminal charges. Yes, packing school boards. So when we want people who don't want to sexualize children on school boards, we're packing them. When they want people who want to sexualize children on school boards, they're not packing them. That's the New York Times. Our FBI is corrupt and discredited, collaborating with Silicon Valley contractors to suppress free speech and warp elections. We practice segregation and racial discrimination and claim we do not because the right and good people support it and anyway the victims deserve it. The country has seen defeat before but never abject deliberate humiliation as in Kabul when we fled and abandoned to the terrorist Taliban a billion-dollar embassy, a huge remodeled airbase, thousands of friends, and tens of billions of dollars in military hardware and hard-earned deterrence. He has paid no price for that horrible act of leaving Afghanistan. The late co-founder of Microsoft, Paul Allen, 
sold his art collection for the record-breaking sum of $1.6 billion. You might ask, what does this have to do with you? While the markets for other investments are cratering, art is reaching record prices. So why hasn't your financial advisor told you about art? It's simple. They don't have access. There's a way to access this potentially lucrative market safely and for a fraction of the price. It's called Masterworks. They qualify their paintings with the SEC so you have the highest level of protection while you invest. Masterworks has been delivering real results to real Americans just like you. Like early last month, they handed investors a 17.8% net return. As a result, Masterworks even has a wait list. But you can skip it at masterworks.art slash Dennis. Masterworks.art slash Dennis. See important Reg A disclosures at masterworks.com slash CD. It came upon a midnight clear That glorious song of old From angels bending Hey everyone, Dennis Prager with you, Victor Davis Hanson. One of the great thinkers of our time. We are witnessing the breakdown of basic norms essential for civilized life, from affordable food and fuel to available key antibiotics and baby formula. Old Cairo seems safer than an after-hour subway ride or stroll at dusk in many major American cities. Medieval London's roadways were likely cleaner than Market Street in San Francisco. Speech was freer in 1920s America than it is now. California is always a preamble to America's future. Our present is likely your tomorrow. <laughs> what was bequeathed to us from a state of 15 million magnificent aqueducts, once brilliantly designed freeways and airports, superb universities and schools, perfectly engineered reservoirs and downtowns of majestic skyscrapers, in a California of 41 million, are frozen in amber or in decay. They have few updates and even fewer replacements. The decrepitude recalls the weedy forums and choked fountains of Vandal-era Roman cities, which is what happens when a later parasitic generation mocks but still consumes what it inherits but cannot create. It's poetry. That is the left it inherits but cannot create. Our own generation's pale contributions are multi-billion dollar quarter-built, graffiti-defaced, high-speed rail, Stonehenge monoliths. We prefer to shut down rather than build nuclear plants. Our solar battery plants are as prone to combust as they are to store electricity. And our urban streets reek of feces. All seem testaments to our incompetence, arrogance, and ignorance. We fear the idea of homelessness and so cede to the homeless our downtowns and avoid what follows. Our great universities, once the most esteemed in the world from Berkeley and Stanford to UCLA and USC, grow burdened with commissars. You folks know what commissars are? Commissars were the communist officials. Too many of their outnumbered faculties are weaponized, and their students have never been, I love this line, our students 
their students have never been more confident in their abilities and with so little reason for that confidence. A return to syllabi and grading standards of just 30 years ago would result in mass flunkings. Failure on tests apparently means the test, not the test taker, is found wanting. You know who agrees with all of those things? It's the test, not the test taker, who is flunking, or that is flunking. Everyone on the left and almost all of them college-educated. My heart breaks for parents watching their children brainwashed. I, I, my heart breaks so much. I meet such wonderful human beings in the course of my life because I travel so much and I'm almost always meeting with people. And... As I've told you, I ask them, how many children do you have? And then I say, so what's your batting average in terms of their values? And and when I meet these wonderful, kind, intelligent people whose children believe that they're fascists because they vote Republican, the damage done to the parent-child relationship by the cowards and, and sheep that, that teach at college and now increasingly in high schools and elementary schools. Why is there a sex week at virtually every college? Do you know? Why is there a sex week? You know why? Because these are children who run the universities. That's why. Can you imagine if there was a Bible week at a university? The contempt with which it would be held by virtually every teacher at the university, and of course, the brainwashed masses who attend their classes. Are you a successful loan officer in the mortgage business looking to grow your business in 2023? Are you looking for a dynamic and supportive work environment with the team I trust? Are you looking for a wonderful culture with people that share your values? Andrew Del Rey and Ted Avakian of andrewandtodd.com are looking for experienced loan officers to join their team. They're looking for people that value their clients and are solution-based problem solvers. Maybe you've worked in an environment that treats loan officers and their clients like a number and you're ready for a real and meaningful change. They have offices in Southern California, but service clients nationwide. So whether you're in California or out of state, I invite you to talk to them about joining their team. Call them at 888-888-1172. That's 888-1172. Or click the Join Our Team button at andrewandtodd.com. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Thank you, Julie Hartman, for sitting in for me yesterday. I was in New York City at a meeting of some kindred spirits, conservatives from around the country meeting, and it was uh, 
It was glorious. One of the many highlights of it was being with Heather McDonald, one of the most brilliant and courageous people living today. And uh, she uh, comes over to me and says, I had no idea you'd be at this meeting. And I just want to show you something. And she pulls up her slacks, pants, to show me the PragerU socks. <laughs> I took a picture of it. It is priceless. I am about to report a major development, I believe. It's from the Florida Standard, Will Witt's great creation in Florida. DeSantis announces Florida grand jury investigation to hold vaccine manufacturers accountable. I, I must say that DeSantis is almost too good to be true. In his calm way, he is a tornado. He is exposing over and over and fighting the left. And he won by 19 points. What have I said all of my life? Republicans make a terrible error in running against their opponent. They need to run against the left and the Democratic Party, which is now a left-wing, not a liberal party. That's what DeSantis is doing. He won by 19 points in a state that was, until very recently, considered purple. For the first time in, what, 50 years? I don't know how many years it is. Florida has, uh, is it, am I correct, it has more registered Republicans than Democrats? Yeah. 400,000 people moved to Florida in the last few years. Are you aware of that? Yeah. 400,000. How many people live in Wyoming? Not too many more than that. Yeah. Uh, it'd be an interesting thing to, to uh, note. DeSantis announces Florida grand jury investigation to hold vaccine manufacturers accountable. The grand jury will investigate the potentially dangerous and deadly side effects the mRNA injections have had on Floridians. Wow. 578,000. 578,000? So, given the movement to Florida, within about a year or two, the state of Wyoming will have moved to Florida. The equivalent... Today, Governor Ron DeSantis announced that the state of Florida is impaneling a grand jury to review evidence to hold COVID-19 vaccine manufacturers accountable under Florida law. Today, I'm announcing a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to the COVID-19 vaccines. We anticipate that we will get approval for that. Governor DeSantis stated at a roundtable conference with medical professionals and vaccine-injured citizens. Do you know how many times I, I am now reading about unbelievably healthy people like athletes who are just dropping dead for no reason? There are, 
there are attempts to quantify this number and to give names to these people. Of course, it's never reported that way. Sudden death of their beloved brother, sister, and never cited, well, they had just gotten another booster. I'm not saying that it was definitely the cause, but if you actually care about humans, you would want to know if that was a cause. Following the announcement, the governor and surgeon general, Joseph Ladapo, is another great man, held a special live roundtable event with leading healthcare practitioners and scientists. The roundtable also included very emotional testimony from vaccine-injured men and women. I am quiet because I'm thinking about how to phrase this. Well, I'll just phrase it in the way I thought I thought of it immediately. Had these people listened to my show, they wouldn't have been injured. DeSantis and Ladapo were joined by a panel of experts, including Jay Bhattacharya, professor of medicine at Stanford University. They must hate him at Stanford. Mm-hmm. We've had him on. Yeah. I'd like to have him on again. Tracy Hogue, an epidemiologist and clinical researcher. By the way, no matter how many scientists differ with the left, people on the left say they're not scientists you should listen to. So when they say follow the science, as always, they're lying to you. They don't follow the science. They follow the scientists with whom they agree. Okay, just for the record. Tracy Hogue, an epidemiologist and clinical researcher. Dr. Joseph Freeman, emergency medicine physician in New Orleans. Steve Templeton, associate professor of microbiology and immunology at Indiana University. Brett Weinstein, a public intellectual and former professor of evolutionary biology. Christine Stable-Ben, professor of global health at the University of Southern Denmark. And Martin Kuldorf, a biostatistician epidemiologist and former professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School. Why did Kuldorf leave Harvard Medical School? We've had him on too, right? Yeah, I think... Uh, I'd like to ask him. I think he just got fed up. He just got fed up. That's, that's too bad. Well, DeSantis is really a giant. DeSantis leads Trump by 32 points in Florida GOP favorability rating. Well, that makes sense, um, I, I will say, and nobody was more passionately defend, def, a, def, a defender of President Trump when he was president. He was a great president, and I will never take that away from him. Wow. should read my column today, Will Secular Conservatives Have Conservative Grandchildren? It's up at, uh, it's up at Yeah. and at uh, American Greatness has it already up. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And Town Hall. I have a story for you. <laughs> you know, I had thought that 
one of my favorite sports, hockey, the NHL had somehow withstood going pathologically woke, and my uh, my hope did not uh, was not actually realized. The NHL, the National Hockey League, sponsored a game. Was it last week? Or two days ago? Anyway, in this past week. They had an all-transgender hockey game sponsored by the NHL. Trans men versus trans women. And I have... So here is a tweet from the NHL. Trans women are women... Trans men are men. Non-binary identity is real. It shows you how intimidated the cowards who run every institution in North America are by the leftists who work for them. You think the head of the NHL believes this? Trans women are not women. Trans women are trans women. I have no problem saying that. Trans women are trans women. But trans women are not women, not if woman has an objective definition, but it doesn't have an objective definition for the left. There is no objective truth for the left. A female to male transgender hockey player was left with a concussion after being flung to the floor by a much larger male to female trans opponent during a controversial NHL back tournament. God, I used to have season tickets to the L.A. Kings. How hockey has sunk. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest betting sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts of the year happening now. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager, or call 800-761-6302. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Hi, everybody. Brandon in Lowell, Massachusetts. Hello. Hey, Dennis. How you doing? Good. So yeah, so um, I was actually I was prompted to call you because I heard um, your your previous caller take exception with what you had to say regarding there being greater free speech in the twenties versus now, and you know you, you of course you know correctly brought up McCarthyism, <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is you know even though we could look back on on times in American history where you know free speech may have been challenged at some point or other, it isn't parallel with today where you see that what the left is doing is. They're taking things that aren't even, you know, on their face political and saying this is the, the stance that you must have on it. And the tool that they've used for this is, of course, big tech. It's, it's Twitter. It's YouTube. It's 
you know, you must, you know, you know, you, you see, you know, conservatives like Stephen Crowder and, and Tim Pool, and, and you see how they have to walk on eggshells when talking about things like lockdowns, masks, vaccines, even gender and gender pronouns, because we've come to a point where essentially random things have become political and there is a stance that you must have. That's right. Unless you, uh, unless you, you well, wish to, to, to lose to lose your platform. Well, let me just say it's a it's a pleasure to have a twenty two year old uh, become aware of these things. Your generation has been uh, so hurt by the left, and that's unparalleled. America tended to protect its young. The left's, the left uses your generation. The more scared you are, the better it is. The more you shut up, the better it is. Uh, there was an article in the Hill last week, which was a, uh, which was really a doozy. Climate. This is a, a guy, Stuart McIntosh. I mentioned it only in passing. Climate anxiety isn't the enemy. Embracing it can speed change. Yeah. So it's actually a good thing that people are scared by the left, that the world uh, is coming to an end if we don't ruin the economies of the world and forbid you from living a quality of life that, that cheap energy has made possible. Oh, I got a report on the cooling thing. I got I got to bring that to your attention. Yeah. We cannot wait for the process that is the the world the world UN sponsored meetings conference to get countries to back out of fossil fuel. We have to keep, keep keep scaring people. Listen to this. As the United Nations Secretary General warned at the meeting, this was the one in Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt, the world is on a highway to hell with our foot placed firmly on the accelerator. By the way, I agree we're on a highway to hell, thanks to people like the Secretary General of the UN. The hell is the is what the environmentalists are making. Not 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 what uh, energy is making. The way forward to a net zero carbon neutral or negative future is global. Yep, that's what it is. And we need to scare people. Today, three-quarters of young people polled said the future is frightening. Well, it's all they hear. It's all they hear. Their future is frightening and their past is disgusting. And then you wonder why there are so many unhappy young people. How many capable, physically capable men have opted out of the, uh, is it six million or something? Have you read that uh, statistic? How many young men have simply opted out of the out of the workforce? It's a very scary, a very scary number. Three quarters of young people said the future is frightening. 
Well, the future is frightening, but not because of global warming, but because of environmentalist fanatics who fly around the world in their, in their carbon-emitting private jets while telling you that you can't use an SUV. What is going to happen in California? What is it by 2035 that you cannot sell a new gas-powered car here? That's, uh, that's 13 years from now. You won't be able to sell in the, in the largest state in the union a new, and, and New York follow. New York just does what California does. People are, it, it is the ease with which people are brainwashed. That is the great lesson of the last three years. The ease. I learned so much in the last three years. All of it is sad, but I've learned so much. I always thought it takes a, a tyranny to brainwash a civilization, and I was wrong. You can do it in a nominally free country, but of course by suppressing dissent. Fully 45% of 10,000 young people polled in the global study said climate anxiety is affecting their daily lives. Wow. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. One of my favorite people, Will Witt. He's editor of the Florida Standard, an internet news service, and it's it's making uh, some major waves, as they say. He was, of course, for years with PragerU, and we delight in his continued success. So, Will, welcome to my show. Well, welcome back, if you will. It's great to be back, Dennis, just like old times, huh? Will, that is one serious mustache. Have the mustache, yeah. Just for the show, I wanted to make sure that everyone uh-huh. saw it. <laughs> Will, congratulations on, on these breakthrough stories that you have. So there are two of them. Let's begin with the earlier one. What, what is this that you, that you uh, informed the people of Florida and indeed the nation with regard to in gay activism in Florida? Yeah, so there's this group, this youth LGBTQ group called Jasmine. And it's based in Jacksonville, Florida, and they work with a lot of different companies in the state, as well as national brands. And they also worked with a lot of school districts around the state. And one of them that they worked with was Duval Uh Jacksonville. And so, everything okay with the yeah? There was there was a slight glitch, which is okay. okay. Anyway, so Um, so one of them that they worked with is uh, Duval County Public Schools. Where where is Duval County? Jacksonville. Okay. And so in these public schools and what Jasmine was doing was soliciting weird sex games for children. They had this event called Saturn Gaze, which was for people who were 13 to 24 years old on their Instagram and, and other social media accounts. They were posting highly explicit, very sexualized things for children. They actually have an adult page and then they also have like the adult page was all that different from the children's page. It was posting basically the same things. And so the Florida Standard reported on this, reported on what they were calling a dick card match game where they had different penises and scrotums that kids had to match up with different cards. 
and the Florida Standard reported on this and Duval County Public Schools ended up dropping Jasmine because of the reporting that we did. So to us, it's a huge win holding people accountable for the sexualization of children. How did you find out about it? So luckily, what we've been able to do now with the months of, of having this organization, this news site, is we've been able to make a lot of connections with a lot of freedom fighters and people who just love the truth here in Florida. And so we got connected to this here in Florida, and they were able to help get us connected to all of this information. So I feel like I've entered the Twilight Zone once again. The, the Duval County Public Schools were were allowing Jasmine to use their sites to promote this? Did I get that correctly? Essentially, yes. So Duval County Public Schools was partnered with Jasmine. Jasmine was essentially a resource for LGBTQ youth that they could go visit, find out information about being gay or being trans, whatever it is. But in reality, it seemed to be just a on their site and on their social media just ended up being hypersexualized content for young people. So is anybody in the Duval education world being held accountable for this? Not that we've heard so far, but what it seems like is that the people at the Duval County Public Schools didn't understand that this was actually happening. Oh, um, wait, wait, is- how is that possible? That's kind of the thing, you know, maybe it was because of our reporting that pressure was put on them and they decided to drop it. But I can tell you that after our reporting, there's still many organizations, national brands that are still with Jasmine, still with uh, the parent LGBT, LG, those words, uh, partnered with that organization that are national brands still partnered with them. So it doesn't look like some people are, are getting the hint that parents don't really want this for their kids. So where else is Jasmine cooperating with schools? So Jasmine is a Jacksonville-based organization, so they're just in the Jacksonville area, but they have greater influence with the larger company that basically, I I don't know if I'd use the word owns it, but but works with Jasmine that is actually a national organization. So Jasmine is kind of an offshoot of this national organization where the, the name of that organization is escaping me at the moment, but it's a larger LGBT group for youth. So first of all, how do people get to Florida Standard? Did Sorry, they... I missed your question. Yeah, I know. We're, we're having blackouts here. All right. Uh, I'm going to find out. It's Florida Standard. What is it? FloridaStandard.com? Yeah, the FLStandard.com. FLStandard.com. We'll be back with Will Witt. This should uh, drive you all crazy what you're hearing. Hi, everybody. It's the Ultimate Issues Hour on the Dennis Prager Show, the third hour of every Tuesday. So I have a big one today. Well, they're all big ones, and that's why they're called Ultimate Issues. There are two types of conservatives that you can actually make a lot of distinctions. There's the fiscal conservative and social conservative there's the libertarian and the the social conservative or cultural conservative. There's a whole bunch of distinctions you can draw. But the one I'm thinking about today is secular conservatives and religious conservatives. 
And so my column today, Tuesday is my column day. That's at my website. It's at Town Hall. It's at American Greatness. Will secular conservatives have conservative grandchildren? And my belief is that the vast majority of them will not. Conservatism cannot survive the death of God, the Bible, etc., Judeo-Christian values, any more than the country can. So that is my challenge. There are a lot of people who listen, and God bless them, and I, I don't mean that ironically, let alone sarcastically. I, I Secular conservatives are critical to saving this country. I thank you. I bless you. However, I think you need to think through, can you drop one of the bases of American values, namely God, that our rights come from God, for example, and still end up with conservatism? Remember, one of the mottos of the country, you'll see it on every coin, is in God we trust. Secular conservatives drop that. Can you drop one of the three components of the American value system and still produce conservatives? It's a a very important question. And I think that a lot of secular conservatives have not thought it through. There are three components to the American value system. In God we trust, liberty, and e pluribus unum from many one. That's why those are the three on every coin and every banknote. And it has been that way for over a hundred years. In God We Trust is emblazoned over the Speaker of the House's seat in the United States House of Representatives. I'm sure that a lot of Democrats would like to see it sanded over, but it's still there. It's fascinating that conservatives people really committed to the Constitution and to the United States who are secular do not worry about their secularism. I totally understand why some people just don't believe in God or don't believe in in Judaism or Christianity or the Bible. I I understand that. Do they understand that that is not part of conservatism? In, in effect, there's no such thing in America, at any rate, as secular conservatism. Conservatism in the United States has always been rooted in biblical values and in the Bible. Not all the founders were Christian, and people need to be honest about that because truth is a religious conviction. Truth is a religious value. Not all of them were Christian in the sense that they held Christian theology. Not all believed in the Trinity, to be precise. They were certainly cultural Christians, and they were certainly Bible-based, certainly with regard at least to the Old Testament, which is why there's an Old Testament quote on the Liberty Bell from the book of Leviticus. These people were very, very serious about their Bible. Abraham Lincoln who obviously was not in the founding generation, but who was a major pillar of America. Abraham Lincoln had a Bible on his nightstand and apparently read 
it on a daily basis, even though he almost never went to church. There is no conservatism in an American way. There's no expression of American conservatism that is godless, that is Bibleless. This is this is proof, incidentally, of how powerful the American educational system has been. That even conservatives, many conservatives, don't think that the Bible is necessary for America's values preservation. So my question to you, if you are a secular conservative, is, is are you... Are you receptive to my argument that you are likely not to have a conservative grandchild? Or do you think that secular conservatism can can survive, even though conservatism in America has been God and Bible based? One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. Here's an interesting question that all of this raises. Are religious conservatives more likely to have conservative children than secular conservatives? How do you answer that one? What has been your experience in in your family life, for example? 877-243-7776. What I... What I have never quite followed is why conservatives would think that the founders were so God and Bible-centered, including Jefferson and Franklin. That's very important to remember that. These were certainly not doctrinaire Christians, but they were very God-centered and Bible-centered. Why would you think that conservatism can survive the death of God and the Bible? I don't think it can, which is the reason I wrote my column and the reason I'm devoting this hour to this question. And if you have uh, secular conservatives in your family, or you are one, I would love to hear from you. But I I am curious. I wish we could do... uh, This would be a very, very instructive poll. If somebody, if even a conservative organization were to have a poll about the children of conservatives and see if the children of religious conservatives were more likely to be conservative than the children of secular conservatives. Would that in some way prompt a conservative parent to at least take religion seriously in in the upbringing of his or her child or children. See, the fact that you may not personally be religious in any way is is certainly your choice and, and it can be and should be honored. But why would you deprive your child of what is a cornerstone of American conservatism. I always give a musical analogy. Let's say you're tone deaf. Let's say 
you can't tell the difference between Beethoven and anybody else. You can't even spell Beethoven. So would you, as a result, deprive your child of music lessons? Do you know how many parents did not care about classical music but gave their children piano lessons, for example? And the, almost all piano lessons would involve classical music. The fact that you don't believe in something or enjoy something or appreciate something doesn't mean it isn't of value to your children. I don't respond to poetry, but I would very much want my children to learn poetry at school. If I homeschooled my child, of course I'd want them to read the great poets. All right, that's the question. Will secular conservatives have conservative grandchildren? Ultimate Issues Hour. I had everything, so tell me, would you please? How could I possibly... Talking about Christmas, about as meaningful a gift I think you can give is any one of my three volumes or all three volumes that have been published thus far of my commentary on the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, and Deuteronomy are now out. They're gorgeous, by the way. The books are gorgeous. And it's meant to change people's lives, whether religious or non-religious, and make them aware of the staggering insights of the first five books of the Bible. You can get a signed copy. And by the way, those of you who've ordered autographed copies through the Prager store, please know I'm feverishly signing and signing and signing. Sorry that I am late, but you will have it in time, even if my wrist gets cramped. It's a good problem to have. Anyway, of course, you could buy it at Amazon and get it overnight, or you can go to the Prager store for an autographed copy. The Rational Bible. It is a beautiful gift for Hanukkah and Christmas. My subject for today's Ultimate Issues Hour is will secular conservatives have, sec, have excuse me, will, will they have conservative grandchildren? And I believe not. It's a big mistake to think that conservatism can survive the death of God and religion any more than America can survive the death of God and religion. My article is on American greatness on this today, Tuesdays by Column Day. Uh, or at DennisPrager.com, or at TownHall.com. Dallas, Texas, Door. Hello, Door. Hey, Dennis, how are you? Good, thank you. Good to be speaking with you. Good. Well, I'm uh, an Orthodox Jew and a conservative, and uh, I grew up in Israel, and I spent a lot of time in Israel. I've noticed that... You know, in Israel, even the secular, they still do religious um, ceremonies like Kiddush and things like that. But as long as they're not really strong in their religion and they're just going through emotions, then I see that their children, not even grandchildren, but their children are swayed very quickly. Hmm. And the children won't continue to go through the motions even. Is that what you're implying? 
No, I'm I'm implying more about the outlook. Of- uh huh. In other words, the the secular Israeli, even if he has a Shabbat meal Friday nights, and says the kiddush, the prayer over the wine, he is still more likely to have a left wing child. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that that could be because of the society there is very, uh, unfortunately, at least in the top ranks, you know, the media and. Uh, there, there's a lot of left-wing agenda that's really shoved down people's throats. So one of the tools is religion, and and that's just one that's missing even, even not fully, but missing quite a bit, and it makes a very big difference. Well, thank you for the call. Look, I, I, I would commend a, a generally secular Israeli who uh, who does say the prayer over the wine on Friday nights. But what he would need to do is to explain to his child why this is important. So he could say, look, I'm not particularly observant, that's true. But God is important to me. Judaism is important to me. And this is why it should be important to you. I think that would help him a, a big amount. The uh, My lament all of my life is that Americans didn't explain Americanism. Christians didn't explain Christianity, and Jews didn't play, explain Judaism particularly well to their children, starting with the World War II generation, and maybe even earlier than that. And it has to be articulated, has to be explained. That's that's why I'm doing my rational Bible, the hardest project of my life, but the but as important as anything I've ever done. You have to explain this stuff to the next generation. You have to explain everything. Why is Beethoven better? Why is Michelangelo better? Why is it important for you to read Shakespeare? None of this has been done. Okay, let's see here. Lake Havasu, Arizona, and Jack. Hello, Havasu. Sorry, what did I say? Yeah, it, it, it's Havasu. <laughs> yeah, what did I say? Havasu. Oh, I said Havasu. That was ridiculous. Havasu. Yeah, that's bad yeah. news. All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dennis. Um, I, I listen to you quite a bit. I pretty much. Well, I do like what you have to say mostly. I'm a secular conservative with a Marine grandson who is not a conservative. And uh, he hates my politics, and I don't get it. Um, he should be being in the being in the service. He should understand what's going on, but apparently he doesn't. Well, m- among other things, my heart goes out to you. But Thank and, you. I, and I, I, it really does, as you as you well know. Also, I salute you. No pun, no pun intended, because. It had to have been a little hard to make this call. It was. Knowing where you come from, and a lot of your listeners come from, it was... Well, you're, I'm, you're, I'm almost, you're affirming my thesis. That's what I'm trying to do. I know, yeah. Well, well, God bless you. I, I could sort of end, end the hour now. That call was 
was my whole point. But it's, see, I, I, I wish I weren't right, because then I wouldn't hear this heartbreak. It's, it's, it's bad news if your kid goes woke. Hi everybody, Dennis Prager here. Ultimate Issues Hour, which is the third hour every Tuesday. And the subject is my column today. Will secular conservatives have conservative grandchildren? Dramatic call from this man whose grandson, he's a secular conservative. His grandson is a Marine and is woke. Anyway, the Marines went woke. And the Navy and the Army and the Air Force. You know that the Air Force issued an announcement a few weeks ago that uh, it will... uh, it, it will accept, maybe even encourage people, you're not forced to yet, list your preferred pronouns in the Air Force. You think the kind of guy that we want to defend this country is going to join the Air Force if they have preferred pronouns there? Hmm. Northvale, New Jersey. Dean, hello. Yes, hello, Dennis. Um, I, I am always said I was an atheist. Now, after reading your Rational Bible, I am fully agnostic, hoping I go all the way, but so far hmm. it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that anyone who is a secular conservative has not studied how our founders developed the Declaration of Independence and put into law with the Constitution. It is not made for a secular society. It just will not happen due to human nature. When in the course of human events, that's all times forever. So uh, if you're secular and you're not teaching religious values to your children, you fail them. They will be whatever. And, this, will be and this is coming from a until now atheist, now agnostic. Yeah, hoping I go all the way. Yeah, and, I'm uh, hoping you will too, and <laughs> that that's why I wrote my book. Well, bless you, my friend. I really appreciate your calling. That's right. It was not founded to be a godless society. You're lied to by people who say that. They wanted secular government. They did not want secular society, the founders. You're being lied to, but it's so it's so common to be lied to at school and in the media that people are are now inured. They 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 don't even ask, is it true? They just take it as as a given. All right, let's see here. Dave in Fort Worth, Texas. Hello. Yes, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Specific question. I don't have any children, so I won't have any uh, grandchildren. But I was married. My ex was a third-generation atheist conservative. And I feel that religion has nothing to do, although you may say it's a religious value, 
raising someone to be conservative, self-responsibility, self-reliant, not not leaning on government and wanting a small government, being conservative that way, I don't feel religion really has anything to do with it. In the last uh, yes. two and a half, three years with the lockdowns and so on, who, who, which conservatives were most likely to not march to the mask and lockdown drubber? Secular conservatives or religious conservatives? I couldn't tell you. I, okay, I would that's feel fair. That uh, I'm not gonna, con- okay. I would feel that all conservatives were anti-mask, anti-control me, anti-vax, all of that. If you're conservative, well, to me, no, you, that's where right, I fell. Right. And Well, that's what they should have been, but obviously a vast number weren't. Uh, everything that he just said is accurate you can teach those values self-reliance the government shouldn't be big and all those wonderful conservative values but the human being wants meaning in life beyond good political positions or social positions even and if they don't get meaning from religion they will get it from secular religion that's why they go woke. Climate Fighting climate change is to uh, billions upon tens of millions of people as life-filling as going to church or synagogue is for religious people. But it's overwhelmingly secular people who buy the fanaticism. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>